Welcome. We trust you will be encouraged by this message from Mahesh and Bonnie Chavda by Chavda Ministries International. Real love, real people, real power. And as people chose to worship the living God and there was a move of God as Solomon tells the people of the dedication of the temple and the bringing of the Ark of the Covenant. It says in scriptures in 2 Chronicles chapter 5, verse 11 on, And it came to pass, when the priests came out of the most holy place, for all the priests who were present had sanctified themselves, and the Levites who were the singers, all those of Asaph and Haman and Jeduthun, with their sons and their brethren, stood at the east end of the altar, clothed in white linen, having cymbals, stringed instruments and harps, and with them 120 priests, sounding with trumpets. And indeed it came to pass when the trumpeters and singers were as one to make one sound, say one sound, to be heard in praising and thanking the Lord. Say praising and thanking the Lord. And when they lifted up their voice with the trumpets, and cymbals and instruments of music and praise the Lord, saying, For he is good. Say, he is good. For his mercy endures forever. That the house, God makes it clear, the house of the Lord was filled with a cloud so that the priests could not continue ministering because of the cloud. Say, because of the cloud. For the glory of the Lord filled the house of God. Say, the glory of the Lord filled the house of God. So as we are singing and worshiping, just like of old, and Solomon had a slightly bigger group than ours, There were, what, about 120 trumpeters? I would call them shofar players. And cymbals and all that. By the way, I want to thank our singers and piano players and etc. Michael Nykam and Daniel Denton, Armin Decker, Dennis Denton, Robbie Dowdy and Grace Lindup. Yeah, we give them a clap, will you? Praise God. It's great, guys. Thank you so much. But it's quite something at this time. I want to say at this time, there are things happening. We are living in this hour. I praise God. We can look back and see how God was faithful to his people. And as we pray and as we praise and as we worship, God is being faithful to this generation and being faithful to those who cry out to him. And the Lord is filling his house with his presence. The Lord came as they praised, saying for his good, his mercy endures forever. And that is not just a kind of saying, I'm saying in this hour, 2001, 
in May as we are about to celebrate the anniversary and ask the Lord for more. Say more. More, Lord. And we need every church person who has sincerely been exposed to the living God as the glory filled the house. Something happens and something is happening this week for us, for each of us, for me, for you. I'm asking for the Holy Spirit afresh. Because as the, and it's the Lord who makes all the difference. He filled the house with the glory. And then we see, as Bonnie read the scriptures, we're going to rehearse this and tell the Lord, this is your word, Lord. Just in Second Chronicles, Jehoshaphat reminds the Lord. Over and over, we see Prophet Daniel, who fasted 21 days. He was reminding, Lord, this is your word. When your people come together and pray, and repent of their sins, Lord, you have done mighty works. And I, this week I was telling Bonnie, I was reading some of the experiences in some of the ancient books and even kind of semi-modern. The first century, the second century, the sermons, the sayings of Smith Wigglesworth. We've been looking somewhat at Maria Woodward Edder. And they were faithful to their generation and we are calling this generation to be filled with the glory of the Lord. To get hungry. Say hungry. And to be transformed. Say transformed. And the transformation is not, I'm asking for it, but it's not done by me. It's done by the Holy Spirit. And he's proving himself faithful. And we need, and I'm asking, uh, praise God for those who are watching us. And if you're watching us, let us know where you're watching from. Whether you're from Kenya. Whether you're from Singapore. Whether you're from Ireland. Great Britain. Or from South Africa. Or Brazil or Argentina. Let us know. Because our voices now are going to go rise up to the Lord. Not just from this area. But from every area in what accord. It says in uh, the scriptures that when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. But a few days ago, a few days before then, Jesus said, Terry in Jerusalem. Say Terry. means wait. Until you be endued with power from on high. Say power. Lord, say Lord. We ask for more power. For ourselves. For our families. For our children. For our cities. For our nations. Mercy, Lord. Power, Lord. Last week, as you were gathering here, 
I had to do a seminar in the morning for large meeting, conference, gathering, whatever, in Switzerland. So I had to take some time to focus on the Word. But at that time, the Lord quickened for this gathering to pray for the children. Now, I would like to ask Richie, if he will, if he doesn't mind, to let us know what happened. Uh, and during, I mean, you were praying. You were praying for the children, right, Richie? Yeah, so... Go ahead. Late in the watch <clears throat> last Friday, I, I really felt a strong word for us to pray for our streets and our neighbors including the children, specifically for our neighbors and, and, and the streets we live in, I felt the Lord was giving us a very practical strategy. We were talking about being in the supernatural with one foot and the practical and the other. And really, I, we've, I felt the Lord say, which I shared at the watch, let's press in for our streets and our neighbors. Now, the next day, last Saturday, we live opposite a family with three children, and we've lived there for eight years, and the, the kids have never, ever connected and come over. But last, about a week ago, two of the children just started connecting with our boys, and they came in over into our yard to play, which is fine. These are nice family and nice kids. And for the last few months... So we have, that's the neighbors opposite us. The neighbor to the left, for the last few months, he's had a friend or an acquaintance visiting regularly on and off. And they bring a dog. And this dog is a boisterous, fun puppy. It's quite a big dog, though. And it's gone into different neighborhoods. It's different yards and things, including over the road. The kids have played with it and then brought it back to the neighbor's friend. It drifted into our yard a few times, and quite frankly, we just ignored it, and it's disappeared. It goes off. So about 3.30 last Saturday, the neighbor's 10-year-old has come over into our yard to play with our 7-year-old. And I'm quite, a very, quite an intense person in terms of just the way I am. They were going in the backyard, the front yard plan. I thought, you know what, I'm just going to keep an eye on these kids. I was being ultra diligent. I mean, I'm like that by personality. I don't just want to sit in the living room. I thought, they're kids, you know, think they're kids. So we're going to the backyard, and I'm sat in the backyard. Jack, my boy, is there. Caleb is the name of the 10-year-old of the neighbors there. And all of a sudden, the neighbor's friend's dog drifts into the yard. And about two seconds later, Caleb, the neighbor's son, runs as fast as he can up the left side of my house. Jack, they're playing. They're just being boys. Jack runs up the other side of my house. And then all of a sudden, my wife, Jess, just screamed out for me to get to the front yard. And Caleb, the tenure, he is on our garden path and blood is just pouring out of his skull out of his head 
And what Jack saw, my boy, as he came, he said the dog eclipsed the feet of Caleb as he was running from the dog. And the kid, my wife said the thud she heard as she was in the living room was a horrible thud. And we're there and, you know, we're just trying to steady him and the blood's coming out of his head and his eyes went up and he couldn't see. And we went over and got, his dad came up and I mean, the, the panic in his dad, in his mum and his dad was just horrendous. They were absolutely screaming and shouting and distraught. And the dad picked him up and took him over to the opposite house. And me and my, you know, me and my wife, were, I mean, I felt, I just, I've never felt that sick to the stomach ever. From the time the dog came into the yard to him crashing and he had fractured his skull and there was a brain bleed. And he's only 10 years old. From the time the dog came in to the time he fell over was probably 10 to 15 seconds. It happened that quick. Me and my wife, were quite frankly, were shocked. I've gone, but I thought, you know, I'm going to go over to the house. And we get on, this family said, it's not your fault. You're the only house in the street we would trust our kids to go to. And they call the ambulance. We're waiting for the ambulance. And I'm, just, I'm, I'm laying hands on the kid. I'm laying hands on this kid. And his, his sight has come back. And the ambulance has come. And they take him off. And I mean, the pet, I'll, I'll never forget the look in the father's face. He's holding his boy. And the blood is just... And then me and my wife, were just, we're just in a state. I mean, I've, we were in a state of real shock. But we were praying and, and starting to seek the Lord. And I got a, an email out to the prayer team pretty quick. And they took him to Levine's Children's Hospital. I think it's called Levine's Children's Hospital. And early Saturday evening, I, I was seeking the I mean, I was just praying and seeking the Lord. And I suddenly felt in my spirit, I just felt something was done in my spirit. And I felt the Lord say, he was going to be all right. And I came to church on Sunday morning. We prayed. And he came home. So it happened on Sunday. He came home on, it was three days. And I went over and saw him on Tuesday or Wednesday morning. I can't remember. It was three days. And I went over and to see that the mum was in with the three kids. And Caleb, he had come home. And she said, that Levine Hospital, the doctors said, this is a miracle child. It is unheard of to be home. Because he had to have brain surgery. They had to, it was a circular fracture with a bleed. And they had to put metal plates and bolts in. And they said if it had gone a few more millimeters, he would have been blind. But the doctors were saying, kids are normally in here for six months with this type of injury. And I... You know, it, it, I'm just being real. It's a combination of, it was a horrible week. But a combination of, of just see, it, this kid, he's doing fine. He's doing well. He needs some OT. And I just want to be balanced because I personally, we, we don't want to blame everything on demons. Life is life. People have accidents. We live in an imperfect world. But we need to discern. I honestly believe it was a demonic spiritual attack. I felt after Friday night what we prayed. I, 
I think sometimes accidents and calamities, there can be a spirit behind it. I don't want to be blaming everything on demons, but sometimes I think there can be a spirit. But it's a combination of, of seeing this. We're in a war. We're in a battle. There was this, the Lord was moving. But I'm trusting God. I'm, I'm, I'm going to take him a healing on high CD and give it to him. And we're praying for the family. You know, there's... We're, been able to witness the Lord to the family. But I just want to, the doctors said this kid is incredibly fortunate. It could have been a whole lot worse. So we have this combination of a horrible situation. But the reality, he is doing absolutely great. So we, we just want to agree as a body for his full complete restoration and healing long term in this atmosphere of glory we just agree for Caleb that we just agree in faith for full 100% healing and recovery and that the family would come to know the Lord their parents live on the left of them, they're very close knit family so we're just praying for household salvations a supernatural peace on those families and that Caleb will have no no long-term issues. But we ask the miracle, glory, the gifts of healings and the workings of miracles would be released into his life, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Richie. Thank you. And tonight, as the watch here and those of you watching us on the on the internet join with us and in thanking the lord for caleb's full restoration and tonight we have heard that even the levine hospital called caleb a miracle child that usually a child would be there after the surgery recovering it might take six months and here, Caleb is home in three days. And I think part of that amazing miracle is that Caleb and his parents' neighbors happen to be Richie and Jess and their little ones. And that the prayers of Richie and Jess and that it affected the situation, I really believe. And I, I, I respect Richard being somewhat cautious and saying, well, we, we don't want to say everything is demon, but this, but it certainly, it, in a sense, the Holy Spirit was giving perception. Hey guys, pray. You may not know whatever is happening, but you pray, you pray, you pray. You, you may not have the exact knowledge of what's happening, but pray. We, we didn't know. At that time, when you led the church and helped us all, and we were interceding for our neighborhoods and, and, and basically the kids there, uh, we didn't have the exact description. Years ago, when my daughter, Anna, was in high school and she had a test, and I knew Anna was so... she's. She had her own habits of how she would study. And, 
she would get nervous as all get up, but she would study. I mean, she was a student. And most of the night she would be studying rather than sleeping and resting. And I would prefer that she had gone, you know, rested some, but no, she had pretty late. And I expected I would, I would stay up often. And I saw her walk to her room finally. And I said, by the way, Anna, all these years you've been driving mom's car to school. She was at the driving age. Uh, you've been driving dad's car, in fact. But I, uh, tomorrow I want you to drive mom's car. I have never said that to her. It was a supernatural word of God around 3 o'clock in the morning, whatever it was. And she said, okay. She never struggled with that. And because her, I saw her mom's car, I, don't, I really, I look back and I think this is why. But I had no idea why I spoke that out. But she obeyed. And mom's car was one of the modern cars that that car, at that time, that had those, what do you call them, the thing that burst, huh? Airbags, that's right. And sure, sure enough, we got a call from around 7.30 or so. The police were calling us. And there was a major accident. I don't know whether it was the fire chief or the police. And they were expecting whoever came out to be dead. It was such a horrible wreck. They couldn't get the person out, whoever was. And, and that was my daughter. Well, then, and then they brought what they call the jaws of death. Jaws of life. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. <laughs> and the jaws of life. A separator gave enough room for them to extricate Anna's body. And she had several brakes and all that. But she had driven her mom's car and the airbags. The fire people said, this, the airbags saved her life. And she would have been complete. She would have, there was no doubt she would have been dead. But, and then I heard from the, our office and they had gotten a phone call around 8, 9.30 or 9, no, I mean 9.30. And there was an intercessor from Atlanta who called. He said, Every, is everything all right? The Lord has had me up praying in tongues all night long. And the Lord said, pray for Chavda family. And that's all. She didn't know what had happened, but she prayed in the spirit almost for hours. And it was the enemy may have... She discerned something. We discerned something on Friday night. God didn't let us know everything, but power was released. The presence of the Lord was released. The glory of the Lord. And that's what we are saying, that we are claiming for each of you. We are claiming for your children and for the friends and for those neighborhoods that, thank God, Caleb happened to be right there. And that bang that your wife heard, that was a big split in the head. And the, I believe, and that's, we have seen it enough times that we have been affected by the spirit of humanism where we have stopped discerning and learned to try to give credit to anything else but what the Lord is saying to us. Like last week or a week, couple of weeks ago, whenever we did, uh, there was a 
National Day of Prayer. So the White House felt obligated to put something out, I believe. Uh, and so they put out a namby-pamby kind of thing, but it did not it did not call on God, did not say one word about God. Now, I don't know if whether when you pray, you're praying to Jello or to Firebird Steakhouse or whatever. I mean, it's weird for us to pray and not say, God, hear our cry. Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth, hear our cry. And so it's important. I mean, God reminds us even now, and we used to also. I mean, be aware and come. I will tell you, it's not enough for you to be alone. We are inviting you to, to be here. If you believe in Jesus Christ, come here. This is the watch. We are meeting. The doors are open. Come if you possibly can and agree with us. For your children's sake, for your neighbor's sake, come. Because this is the hour. I want to, I want to in that context of power and anointing, we give all credit to Jesus Christ. We give credit to the Holy Spirit. We thank the Lord for those doctors who are watching over the child. Thank you for the ambulance people who took that child as quickly as they could so it could be taken care of. And we thank the Lord for Caleb and his life. And may he be normal, grow up. May the blessing of God be over him. Give him long life, I, we pray tonight. But that is an example for us. By the way, I pointed out that uh, on Sunday then, that with our worship team, there was a member of the worship team who came and said, I was working part-time at uh, Sam's Club. And he saw a whole big crowd. It, it was, at, I think, somewhere outside helping some people. And a whole crowd came running out. And it, there, there was a shooting. Not by police or anybody. It was just strangers shooting at each other. And people were wounded. Uh, thank God, as far as I know, nobody was killed. But I just want you to know it happened here. And Caleb was here in this city. And the Sam's shooting that our we one of our members experienced was right there. He was there in person. How much more, therefore, I want to say to all the wonderful people watching us on the World Wide Web. And of course, all of you here, that we need to stand in the gap for our children that it is important as we are one place, one accord, that we're filled with the Holy Spirit, not to just, praise God, we can worship the living God, but it was not just to sing religious songs. I love it. I appreciate it. But it was also to release the power of God and the power of intercession and the word of knowledge. And we have written, you can write, I mean, read our book, The Watch of the Lord, we have written a couple of other books on it, but at one time, the Lord, I mean, and we ask that always, I mean, God has been faithful to us. We need to be faithful to Him. And I'm saying, <laughs> you guys are, 
converts here already. But I'm saying to the church, in every nation, please, let's wake up. As uh, Michael was worship, leading us in worship, it was, there was a call of God for us to perceive what's happening. That among some of the verses here, is, I, I'll read out to you. These are the words of Jesus in Matthew 18. Assuredly, I say to you, in verse 18, 18, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Again, I say to you that if two of you agree on earth concerning anything that they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, I am there in the midst of them. So God is there. I'm not, I'm, I'm convinced, not mad at any way, but I am in fact rejoicing for Caleb's blessing and, and the parents being comforted and strengthened by a believing family that was there and believing families all over the world. God wants to again bless you, refresh you, transform you, give you power and more power, and more power. And it seems from time to time, we kind of get a little bit uh, slowed down, whatever. I, and, I, and I was re happened to read, I told about, somehow the Lord took me to some of the old manuscripts and stuff I, we have from the different revivals. And I was reading the writings of Smith Wigglesworth and then some other stuff. But during the 1900, early 1900s, for a season, the church was, I mean, it had gone through, I mean, there were wonderful revivals under Charles Finney. You know, that there were, it was the disciples of Finney that were converted in the Finney revivals that came, started movements to just eject slavery out of the United States of America. It wasn't just some secular humanists and politicians thinking of ousting uh, slavery. It was the Holy Spirit himself coming of a revived, transformed people in the same manner. And we see right now that there was a generation, thank God, before this, I mean, administration that honored Israel, loved what it connoted to the Lord. And to please the Lord, they obeyed and transferred. I mean, this had ne needed to happen for 70 years, around the 70th almost anniversary. Uh, the president then, President Trump, transferred from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem, which is the capital, official capital of Israel, our embassy. And we got to be there. I mean, we got to touch that building. Um, finally, we obey after 70 years because the politicians influence. And even now, many people are commenting that the, the reaction of our the gov present government, different from the previous one, was very namby-pamby. It was wishy-washy. It wasn't here. We stand with Israel. We stand against terrorism. No, it's uh, almost. I mean, I, I, I read what they said. And it was like there were people were screaming and dragging them to help to say something good for Israel because all the humanists and 
commentators around the world were basically always, I mean, you could think almost they're for the terrorists and uh, telling Israel to stop defending itself. But we want to say, as we see this, we call it the wokeism. <laughs> we had, we saw an example from the military, sponsored by the military with this young girl growing up. I have two mommies and I grew up and here I am, whatever. And I'm going to join the army. I said, no, I don't think I want that. But I, I, I kept quiet. <laughs> anyway, I'm not prejudiced against anybody. But they were exalting, well, an alternate lifestyle. Um, you could say a lot. But I'm just saying, this is a special time. And it's, 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 a, it's like Charles Dickens again. His quote from Tale of Two Cities, it was the best of times and it was the worst of times. So we, you, 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 all of us represent the best of times. You are a transformed saint by the power of the Holy Spirit. That's why we want to once again put Acts chapter 2 in context. They were in one place and one accord. I want to tell you, I wonder... Therefore, if Holy Spirit would have been there if they were not in one accord. And it's important. Whatsoever you bind on earth will be bound. But it is by people who are in one accord. So, I mean, I can, we can share different aspects of this. And it's important. Not only, as, I, I, as Richie was sharing last weekend, and I just, inside I was saying, Thank you, Lord, for giving us alert watchmen, alert intercessors. And I'm praying for all. We are praying for you out there all across the nations of the earth. May you be anointed, powerful intercessors. And as we are aware of what's happening, or slightly, I mean, you have some idea. You may not know exactly. It's going to be so-and-so. Andrew is going to go out and then there's going to be a drive-by shooting. And all that. We may not know all of it, but we're going to say, we are going to cover in prayer this neighborhood, this neighborhood, this neighborhood. Whatever the devil is intending, we bind violence in every neighborhood. We pray for the safety of your son and your daughter. We pray for the safety of their friends. We pray for those innocent families all living on these streets. Lord, we put the blood of Jesus on them and on my family, on my son and daughter, on your son and daughter, and we're going to get in serious intercession. We are not. This, this thing, and God keeps giving us some examples. At the same time, as Richie was sharing about Caleb, our uh, other member of our singing team said, and worship team, I, was, I witnessed a shooting yesterday. It was middle of And that's those things to keep us alert, to wake us up if we have kind of gotten, the Lord tells the church not to slumber. And that uh, God himself neither slumbers nor sleeps. But he wants his intercessors to be awake. And, and then at the same time, 
we are getting on the news at least. Listen, there are thousands of rockets flying, trying to kill the Israelites. And what was our time commitment and instruction from the Lord? You stand as intercessors covering Israel. Thank God there was not more harm. Thank God even for those, what are those rockets that help prevent and break up the enemy rockets? Yeah, what? Iron Dome, yeah. May the Lord give more power to the Iron Dome. I'm glad that it nullified the rockets. And we, we do pray, and we continue to pray. This is a very fragile peace that has come. I'm glad that the innocents in Gaza will have some peace. May the innocents of Israel, and I mean, basically, and the Israeli army, I know some, we have prayed for some of them. Some have attended this church who are there in the Israeli army. And some who are in reserves. But they were about to go in. And I don't know whether, if they're given the excuse by the terrorists, they may have to go in. So we pray for that. We, I mean, there are several important issues that we God is telling us to pray for, about. That it is... Uh, this is on the plus side. This is we celebrate the awesome outpouring of the Holy Spirit. But it's not just an empty anniversary. We are we who have been touched by the Holy Spirit. God is giving us some specific instruction. Hey, and as you used to hear in this watch, continue, Lord, to tell us. We got specific instruction that some terrorists are going to attack a Jewish school, plant a bomb, and. Uh, I mean, specifically, some years ago, and we put that in the in the book, the watch. But we are saying, Lord, we here we are, Lord, we are listening. We are here in one place, in one accord, and Lord, thank you. That's why it's important. One of the things, you know, who, whatsoever you bind on earth will be bound, and so we are learning. Therefore. We, have, we enjoy and thank God for the awesome worship team we have and thank each of them. But we therefore, God brings us in one place, one accord, in the anointing as the glory falls that we are going to pray and bind the enemy. So we bind the spirit of violence that's killing the police, innocent people. And this week, they have been brought to the news, I mean, at least to our attention. There's a fresh evil plague out there trying to come to our cities where innocent Asian and especially older Asian Americans who go out, they are being zapped upon, they're being knocked out, almost unconscious. Things, the spirit of violence, we have to take authority. As Richie has helped you say it so well. Not in my city. Not what? What he said? Yeah, not in the say. Not in this city. Not in this region. We reject every spirit of violence and every spirit, even of demonic spirits of accidents. Our children will be covered and will be safe in Jesus' name. And thank you, Lord, for letting us know ahead of time that this is so. 
And that's why part of the reason, by the way, I'm not hyper about this, but, at, but we have to keep an eye out that all of them, everyone who is a believer in Jesus Christ, and if you want to believe, or you are searching and hungry, you're welcome. But if you have a drastic difference of opinion, I, I don't believe in Jesus. What is this Jesus thing? When we are praying, you can shut up. And we, I mean, unless you are seeking the Lord, if you are saying, I don't believe in your Jesus and I wish you shut up all of that, then, you know, kind of either be quiet or don't come. Um, if I see, oh, wonderful, it was great. I love, I see little ones or older ones dancing before the Lord. We believe in dancing before the Lord. We believe in shouting in praise and thanking the Lord and waving our hands and whatever else. Because, and then, I believe in tongues. I don't believe in tongues. What is this thing? Glossolalia. What litter? God stopped doing that 2,000 years ago. Well, we believe. We have experienced the baptism. We have, we have each of us. Thankfully, you can thank the Lord that Holy Spirit has come and transformed your life. So I am transformed. Say, I am transformed. I'm not making you say that. But if you truly experience the Holy Spirit, you're transformed. And it's wonderful. You love the Lord. You love the things of the Lord. One of the things that happened to me, I, I remember so clearly at that time, I was going to graduate school. And most of my friends, they were good guys. But they were intellectuals. And uh, smoked, did all kinds of things. And I, I never smoked. It was never a problem with me, but there were intellects. And I, I liked it. But when the Holy Spirit came, He gave me a totally different taste of companionship. I was no longer comfortable with this intellectual babbling. I wanted to pray. I wanted to read the Word of God. I wanted to hear more the discussions of the Word of God. And my entire things, whatever, my tastes and what my companionship was different. You will want to hang around Christians. You want to hang around people who believe in miracles. I don't want to, unless God anoints me and I want to go, God sends me there. I don't want to be around people who don't believe in signs, wonders, and miracles. The greatest sign is the resurrection of Jesus Christ. So, and He takes the burdens of the world. So, we want to, as we come I am praying, and more and more, that we will have a church that's in tune. I love the fact Richie was in tune. He did not know exactly that it was going to happen to his very neighborhood outside of his house. But we prayed, and something was, even as we experienced many years ago, we prayed, Lord, shield that area in France where the terrorists are coming. It was awesome that the Lord... They put a bomb out there, but somehow the clock of the Jewish school was, they said it's something wrong. It was nothing wrong. It, when the bomb blew up, no, none of the children who usually would be out there, were, they were inside still and safe and sound. We also had a specific word of knowledge here about an American airman who had landed by parachute. At that time, the Estonia, whatever, those... Things were going on, and the U.S. Navy was involved and all that. 
But God gave us a specific word around. At that time, we would meet a little bit later, and uh, the watch would go on. And we gathered around in circle and prayed, Lord, prevent that. And they made a movie some years later with Owen Wilson, I believe, uh, that the bad guys, the terrorists or whoever, were searching for that American airman. They couldn't find him, but God kept him hidden until the rescue planes came to get him up. And it, it was quite something that we couldn't say to other people, but we were involved in praying for that. So this is a wonderful time to be in tune and, and stay in tune. In the tune by mean hearing the Holy Spirit. And being that, that there are important needs that we have and that don't depend on other people. We're going to depend on the church, the believing church of Jesus Christ. And that we are believers in the Word of God. We believe in hearing from the Holy Spirit and we are in tune with the Word of God. And we believe in the power of the anointing and the power of prayer. And one of the words, it is good, is, Lord, how I analyze this? What is this in the bigger questions? It is without question in the smaller arenas. We are going to pray for the safety of Ethiopia's children, grandchildren, and great-grandchildren. So their babies remain safe, grandbabies remain safe and sound. We are clear on that, that the families will not be attacked, that there will be healing. If the doctor is saying, well, this tumor, that's going to, we're going to stand against that tumor in the name of Jesus and pray for healing. So some of these things are, at this time, as we anticipate a fresh infilling of the Holy Spirit, I want to say, I want to stay in tune with what God is saying. Like, the, what, nearly more than 2,000 rockets from the terrorists flying, exploding, trying to explode and kill the Israelites. How am I going to pray? Hey, you idiot. Huh? 4,200. How about that? Don't tell me I'm, I don't know. In a sense, spirit, in the spirit, slap him on the head saying, get conscious and get in tune with the word of God. God says, I will bless those who bless you. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Those words are clear. I'm no longer, I am a believer in Jesus and we are in tune with the Word of God. I'm in tune with Jesus. So, and God has made you and you and you, all of us, instruments of prayer and worship. So, God says, final, my final word, Bonnie, to share whatever, and then anybody else has a word, we're going to pray some more. We want to sing some more and worship the Lord, and then you, you can take opportunity to share what God is maybe saying to you. James chapter 4 verse 8 says, draw near to God and he will draw near to God to you. We are drawing near to God. That's part of, we are so blessed that we can have the watch in a free country and uh, I hope it continues to stay free. Do you know, I mean, are you, we are aware of what propaganda and it is, uh, I'm not even going to spell it for you, but it is horrible that our children if they have to be sent to the public school system they are 
taught all this wokeism and stuff. I thought the military was being uh, brainwashed. Now it's when our children are going to be brainwashed. They don't. They may be six, seven years old, but they don't know whether they are a boy or a girl. Again, in the spirit realm only. You're a boy. This is a gun. This is a toy pistol, but here's a doll, young lady. I'm sorry. I don't don't want to. But trying to confuse those little ones that are doing propaganda to confuse our children. We want to put a shield. So we need each other. We want to be able to be in one accord so we can agree basic things so we can do big, powerful stuff pulling down evil powers and principalities out there. The Lord has given us that when we are flistering and flubbering around on minor little things, it is, I'm not interested in going getting on religious controversies. Does God baptize people right now? And are do they really? I, I, I'm going to say, I'm, I don't going to, I'm not called to waste my time. If you can't believe, too bad. Unless you're hungry and come and get filled with the Spirit, that's fine. But draw near to God, and He promises to draw near to us. So this week, as we're looking forward to Pentecost and to celebrate and say, God, give us a fresh kind of Pentecost for the United States, for the United Kingdom, for Canada, where we saw this pastor arrested right there on the road. And Lord, give us... May we maintain our freedom. May we maintain our amendments. May our children live free and learn about Jesus Christ and the Word of God. So, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. There is a wind that I can feel blowing upon us. A French wind of revival and glory. Amen. Hallelujah. Michael, you have a song? And then you guys... Actually, Pastor, I have something for Rich. Richie, I, I, if you would just come over here for just a minute, because I, I, I know that in the rhythm and the tune of the Holy Spirit that this is a word. It's a word personally to you, but it's also a real word of impartation and exhortation for each one of us. There's something really specific in this for you, um, Diana. In this word, there, there's, there's a, a really specific anointing for you. And, and, but we want to receive this. But as you, know, you shared uh, of what happened to Caleb and you all pray and continuing to pray and, and the fact that honestly what occurred is those two households, the family, saw the witness and testimony of the Lord in a very dramatic and dynamic way that possibly would not have, that door would not have opened like that. God makes all things work together for good. But you shared, and the minute the pastor opened his mouth to speak to you about it, 
I had a clear picture of the Apostle Paul shaking the viper off of his hand. And I want to read this little portion over you. I feel the anointing of God in power. And it's in power for an impartation for each one of us in this Pentecost time. This is the kind of testimony that the Holy Spirit comes on us in order that we might be encouraged and strengthened, build up in our faith, and that the word of God and his testimony would increase. And everything in the New Testament was the word of God increasing in the midst of opposition and trouble and difficulty of every kind. So there is something happening, a dynamic, and this is why when opposition comes, we cannot make it, let it make us sleepy. That is really a legitimate, natural human reaction to ongoing attack is just to get worn out and get sleepy. But tonight, the word is wake up, arise, get up, and shake it off and go on. And as I'm saying this, Dennis, when you were playing at the beginning, I literally heard a woman's voice calling from afar as you were playing tonight. There is something, a refreshing of the spirit of prophecy. So receive it. It's personal. It's for each one of us. We have been divinely called and anointed to this hour for dramatic and dynamic interaction with God and with our world around us. But this is, this is the vision that I, that I saw for you, Rich. And this is the word of the Lord concerning Caleb and the whole ongoing situation, but especially of an increase of an apostolic anointing on your life. And this is when Paul is actually on his way to testify in Rome. And already they've been through many, many things, storms and all kinds of stuff. And finally, there's a crash. There's a shipwreck. And in Acts chapter 28, it says that it, you know, it describes just previous there. They were, they were escaping on pieces of the ship that was floating in various things and swimming to this island. And when they had escaped... They then found out that the island was called Malta. And the natives showed us unusual kindness. For they kindled a fire and made us all welcome because of the rain that was falling and because of the cold. And by the way, when Dennis, you were playing and I heard that woman prophesying, your wife actually texted me and told me that she saw rain falling during our worship. And I was going to call Donna and have her pray and share that. So we might do that in just a moment. But I hope, Watchman, that you are awakening in the rain that is falling right now. Because this is a special moment for us. So it says the rain was falling. And because of the cold, when Paul had gathered a bundle of sticks and laid them on the fire, a viper came out because of the heat and fastened on his hand. And what happened to Caleb at the side of your house was exactly like that, was exactly like that. There you were attending and, and uh, being a covering for your neighborhood and, and uh, you know, approaching the Lord in, in this particular time of Pentecost. And that crash was just like this viper that came out to latch on to Paul. And when the natives saw the creature hanging from his hand, they said to one another, no doubt this man is a murderer, whom though he has escaped the sea, yet justice not allow him to live. What a contrast between those who look in the natural on events and 
what is actually happening in the realm of the spirit. And this is also a word of encouragement for you because no accusation on this is going to arise against you that will be able to stand against you and Jess, against your house or between the neighbors. We are taking authority over every hanging on evil spirit, over any shadow and commanding it tonight to clear the air and move out completely. And it says that he, but he shook the creature off into the fire. And may the spirit of the Lord refresh you in every way. He shook the creature off into the fire and suffered no harm. Suffered no harm. Suffered no harm. They were expecting that he would swell up or suddenly fall down dead. But after they had looked for a long time and saw no harm come to him, they changed their mind and said he was a god (laughs) so praise the lord that's acts 28 and it's a word of encouragement a word of encouragement there are several tonight this scripture is going to come back to you this coming week some little is going to try to latch on to your hand and bring you into a a place of opposition or conflict or even accusation and this is the word of the Lord not by might nor by power shake it off shake it off you will not suffer harm in Jesus name amen. praise the Lord amen and that shaking off again I want to point that out to all of us Richie that I tend more towards saying if you don't find a reason, it just happened to be there. There are hundreds of snakes out there on the coastline. And they just attack Paul. My viewpoint is that was a demonic right. thing. And I bind that snake in the right. name of Jesus. It has no power. Right. It will not inject poison right. on me, my husband, my wife, my children, my church. In the name of Jesus. We are poison free. Yeah. And so it gives us a clue. Some of those things. I'm, you know, it was amazing. I mean, I was telling Bonnie this as I was meditating this week on the Pentecost and how what a difference it makes. And as we look at Paul himself and his line life, he was a persecutor of believers. He hated them. He wanted to kill them. Damn, oh, they're the cause of all these problems. Uh, and then the Holy Spirit fills it. Fills him. I mean, Jesus introduces himself saying, hello, stop persecuting me. And then the Holy Spirit comes. When he gets, when he recovers from that zap, he's a totally changed man. He is transformed. And that's, my thing is, I'm getting more and more where if we, if you don't get the full zap, we will, we're going to pray. We're going to fast. You're going to pray fast until you get the full zap and you are totally transformed. So scales fall off your eyes like Paul's. Amen. 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 Thank you, Lord. Michael. Take a drink, church. Amen. Take a fresh breath of the Spirit and be revived this, this evening. We hope you enjoyed this message. To order more great resources by Mahesh and Bonnie Chavda, visit us at chavdaministries.org. For a full catalog of our products, you can call us at 1-800-730-6264.
God bless you.